I'm Melody Hilton. And I'm Joel Hilton. And I'm Katie Stansfield. And we are back with another episode of Life Exchange. So who's ready? Oh, we are ready. Or I am ready. (laughs) Are you ready? Good. I'm glad that the three of us are ready. It's pretty important. I had two cups of coffee. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Well, I guess it's after 10 a.m. So (laughs) my leg is shaking right now. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I'm not caffeinated, so we'll see who's who's more peppy. Um, All right. Well, today we're going to get right into it. We are not holding back punches. The first question, we're talking about conflict. Um, And the question actually came to us and it says, I hate conflict, period. I was like, well, that's, we're getting right there, straight (laughs) into it. It says, I avoid conflict at all costs. Is that such a big deal? I think uh, for me, I'm, I'm at a I have a dichotomy when it comes to this question because I think my personality, when left to myself, I I also hate conflict, but I hate it in an aggressive way. Like I want to crush it <laughs> right away. Like let's just squash this right now because it it is not worth sitting in that uncomfortable eggshells mode. And so my like knee-jerk reaction with conflict is just nip it in the bud. But if left to my own devices without wisdom and character (laughs) development and emotional intelligence, I could cause a lot of damage. Collateral damage. (laughs) Yes. Like I, I have said before, like I would rather just blow it all up and see where the pieces fall than to live in that, like, um, you know, that like uncomfortable, like limbo of, I don't know how they're going to respond. That fear that comes with, conflict that's not addressed. So then I swing to the other side and I talk myself way, 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 way down. (laughs) And I say, well, we can't actually do that. We actually care about these people. We actually value relationship. We actually have a reputation to uphold. Um, And so then often I'll swing the whole way to the other side and not confront, not deal with the conflict and then just hope for the best. (laughs) So so if I ignore it, it'll go away, right? (laughs) And then it'll like something will happen or it'll hit ahead again and we just swing to the other side. So all in, in saying all of that, I think, um, I don't know if I have the answer for this question, but um, I get it. I empathize with the question that I also hate conflict. Um, but, you know, what what do you guys think? That kind of goes along with like when you said, I, I, I'm really into breathing, <laughs> right? <laughs> We're, like we're everybody, not letting that everybody, go. Well, that that was like months ago. I know. Well, <laughs> m- the reason I said that was because when when the person said I hate conflict, well, I think that's most people. Like who yeah. loves it? Yeah, yeah. I guess there are some people that love conflict, and they might be really skilled at navigating it. And, yeah. Or maybe there are some people that are out there that love being wrecking balls, and just coming in and smashing things, and you know. Uh, that could, or they're uh, a psychopath, or okay. <laughs> <laughs> or addicted to crisis, or addicted because to that's cr- all they've ever known. So they function out a crisis all the time because crisis is it internal. So they affect their external world that way. Yeah, and so, so I don't think that's what this question is about. Really, it's just uh, where someone is saying. When crisis hits, I hate this. I don't want to deal with it. I'm I just saying that there it. are people that don't mind it and run to it or uh, have no 
have no feeling positive or negative about it. They, well, I think if you have the skill developed, just like with sure. anything else, you are much more prone to do it because to work through it because you know you've developed the skill in that area. Well, I think there just has to be every uh, problem you need a different solution, right? So every crisis, you have to look and say, do I have responsibility in this? Because if I feel like I have to fix a crisis or a conflict when it's not in my realm of authority or responsibility, mm -hmm. then I'm meddling in something that's not my business. But if it's an area, like Joel, in your family, if there is crisis or conflict in your family, you have a responsibility as the husband, as the father to deal with that conflict and and there are times where it's just i can't say this thing one more time <laughs> <laughs> you know and i just have to walk away but i think in a general sense uh we have to look and say you know it's not our responsibility to fight every battle mm -hmm. so we have to look and say is this a place of my responsibility? Is this something that I have the ability to speak into? Well, and I don't have that for everything. Well, the question is, is it okay to avoid conflict? That's really where the question comes down to. I think is it's it okay if we recognize it's not a battle we're called to fight. So, Or you're willing to accept it the way it is, really. If you're not willing to address the conflict, then you're saying that you're okay with the current results. Because like, even for me, like recently, you know, a friend of mine um, did something and I thought, ah, oh, that, that bothered me. And I do, I have full relationship with them. I could totally say something to them. Uh, Does that friend listen to this podcast? I, well, I don't know. And I'm, I, we're going to keep it very, very general. <laughs> But um, but it bothered me. And I recognized that because I have relationship with that person, that it was fully on me. If I did not say anything to them, then I was accepting that I am okay with this and I'm kind of forfeiting my right to have a negative emotion because I'm not addressing it. Now, if I would address it, bring it forth to them, it was just a little tiny thing. This is nothing huge. But if I brought it to them and... And the behavior kept happening. Well, then, okay, maybe I have some right to have some emotion that I still have to deal with. But if I don't put myself out there to address the conflict, then I forfeit my right to have negative feelings towards it. I just have to deal with it within myself because I'm not willing to deal with it in relationship. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. As I was thinking about this question uh, before we started recording, I was thinking... You know, when I was younger in ministry, I didn't shy away from conflict as much as I do now. I think when you're younger, you know, there maybe you don't have as many battle scars. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. And so when I was younger, like I would address things or I would uh, deal with things in a different way. I think as I've gotten older, and I'm not saying that this is the best option, but I feel like as time went on, I just kind of... Uh, gotten to the place it's kind of like let's wait and see mm -hmm. uh how this resolves um which like like i'll put it this way an unresolved conflict doesn't just go away right yeah um just because i ignore it yeah just because i don't address it just because i was like i'm not gonna think about this or i'll just let this play out it doesn't mean it goes away 
And a lot of times those external unresolved conflicts, if they're not dealt with, then they turn into internal conflicts. Mm -hmm. And from my experience, that's no fun. So like <laughs> if there if there's a situation that's happening externally and I just don't and I avoid it, eventually that conflict turns inward. Yeah. And then I'm fighting that battle internally. And it really just turns into a cycle of like doing a battle within your mind. And and that's no fun, right? And those and those battles really be ever really become resolved because it's happening internally when it's actually dealing with maybe someone doing something outside of yourself. And that's what I was saying. Like if I recognize that I have this conflict with someone else, they might not even know that it's happening. And so if I recognize mm -hmm. that it is bothering me, then the responsibility is on me. It's not for me to just blame them because I haven't been brave enough to mm. actually confront in yeah. relationship. And so then it does become internal. Mm. And then what happens if it's internal and I'm continually having these emotions, but I'm not confronting it in relationship, it will drive a wedge in the relationship because now I'm dealing with this inside. I haven't brought it to the other person. And then just slowly I'm, I'm start to separate myself because I don't want to deal with this conflict. Yeah. And if you're avoiding conflict and it, and it doesn't, turn internally, well, then I guess that would be fine because you're able to move on from it. Yeah. That situation doesn't bother you anymore. But if you take that conflict and say, I, I avoid it, but then I internalize it, that's going to have an, a, a real effect on your emotional health. Yeah. And if you're always, if, you, if you're going to court in your mind all the time <laughs> yeah. and there's no resolve, it's going to be discouraging. It's going to be defeating. And then you're going to have real attitude attitude towards a person yeah. when when you're fighting them internally you're you're gonna really start disliking people even more beyond the conflict yeah. have you ever like fought the battle in your mind before you even went to talk to them and then you were ready you had <laughs> your you had your uh um, ammunition <laughs> ammunition ready to go and they're like oh i didn't realize i did that and then it kind of all it just fall. squashes the whole thing yeah yeah which that's where that's where I would rather just address it quickly before things have time to fester and mold and like get disgusting inside of me because I hate that feeling and I've I've done it too many times to where I just don't communicate and just say hey when you did this I kind of felt like this you know could you know what was your intention there if I just did that when I thought it and to me this is the thing conflict most conflict comes from fear like we don't address conflict because of fear. And I think that's mm -hmm. where the the fine line between fear and wisdom comes in. And I know I live kind of on that line sometimes of um, first I will have the emotion and then I pull wisdom in and I say, okay, well, let's use wisdom in how we do this. But then I think I cross that line into fear and instead of addressing it in wisdom, I pull back in fear because I don't want to make a mess where wisdom might just address it and push through, push past the fear. And it's actually going to be okay. It's actually going to squash that conflict. It's going to draw relationships closer um, when we don't choose to live or be motivated by fear in relationship. Because I think that's just, I don't know. I think if I think of conflict in relationship, most of the time that's driven by fear. 
Well, as you guys are talking and I'm listening and I thought, well, I even took this whole question. I wasn't even thinking about relational conflict. Oh. My, I was like- You the, were thinking geopolitical conflict? <laughs> no, I was just saying we all have conflicts in the world. We have tribulation. There's battles well, going on. you crisis when yeah. you were talking. And I feel or, like or that's- conflict. You know, there's conflicts around us all the time. And some conflicts are Oh, you're are not none attaching it to a person. Right. You're it's attaching just it to- Like a, drama. Yeah. Yeah. Or-, or Katie, you're struggling, but it's really not my business to get involved okay. in that unless you open up and say, Mama, let's talk. Sure. I'm dealing with this conflict. So I'm not going to cross boundaries or push who I am onto somebody else's conflict unless I'm invited to be a part of the solution. But if yeah. you're talking relational conflict, yeah. which is what you guys have been, I go, okay, I wasn't even <laughs> going from that direction. Uh, but the fact is, uh, when we experience that conflict, if we ignore it, we will never change internally. Because if we don't deal with what's on the, the conflict inside of us, whether it's just inside of us or in relationship to someone else, if I don't you know, confront that, mm. if I don't talk about that, if I don't uh, open up the door of communication, then it'll never be resolved inside of me. Mm. And then I just stuff it down, and then it rises up a little bit later yeah. in another situation. And what's bad about that, year after year after year, it compounds. And now I don't trust anybody. Yeah. I can't have a healthy relationship. I isolate myself. It hinders you know, anything that has the ability to be really a healthy, deep relationship because I don't go there. Why? Because of the fear. Yeah. Uh, I don't go there because... Um, I feel very inadequate. I don't know how to deal with this. Uh, and it's not just my fear of what you think. It's the fear of, of my own shame. It's the the fear of, you know, something must be wrong with me. And to work through that internal conflict in relationship to other people, now I feel really stuck because I might be the problem if I'm shame-based. Mm -hmm. Or I'm very good at blame shifting, so you're the problem. And so I try to resolve that conflict blame you. Yeah. When in actuality, when it comes to relational conflict, all it is, is a gap. It's just a gap of misunderstanding. So if I don't connect out of love, out of honor, out of a heart for restoration and mm -hmm. healing, uh, we'll never fill the gap. Yeah. We'll just stay on opposite sides of the divide. And I'm not talking about political divides, just you're on one side, I'm on another. And we've got to build a bridge at mm -hmm. some point in time. And we're not going to be able to do that until first I deal internally in myself so that I can cross that bridge um, in a healthy way in my communication to someone else. Because if I go in attack or or trying to control or influence or put pressure on somebody else to think like me so I feel better about this conflict, I'm going in the totally wrong heart. But if I love and I value this relationship and my whole goal is restoration, then I can cross the gap, build the bridge, mm -hmm. and we can. it's going to be healing before we even ever resolve it because our hearts are right. Well, and I think in conflict, like there's two 
sides. So like the way you were kind of saying it is if both parties recognize that they're in conflict. Like for me, I know um, if, if I... If I'm in a relationship with someone and this is, I can speak from experience and we both know we're in conflict, we can work through it together because we both know there's a problem here. For me, when it's way harder is when I am feeling conflict and they might have no idea that I'm feeling conflict with them. To me, that's way, way, way harder to address it because now I could be making a big mess because now I'm bringing something up. I have no idea how they're going to hear it, how they're going to handle it, um, their own grid that they're seeing that through, their own stuff. I have no idea. So it's very scary because it's not like we're both recognizing it. No, I'm actually stirring the pot here. I'm actually... Um, taking a risk that this relationship is either going to be drawn closer or driven farther apart when I bring this up. So I think there is a difference there. So when you say conflict in that setting, are you talking about offense or just a difference? I think it could be either. either. I think a difference can lead to an offense if it goes unchecked. Um, But I, I think for me, like if I feel conflict inside of myself, so if... If you said something, did something, and I start to feel an emotion, then okay, I have to check that emotion. Is that just because there's a difference here? Is that because, um, you know, it hurt my feelings? It went against my belief. I have to first take that emotion and say, okay, where is this coming from? Then I have to say, okay, do I have a responsibility? Like, is this something I have to deal with only in myself? Because it is just a difference of opinion and we all have differences of of opinions. Or is this something that I feel like could, if gone unchecked, it could drive a wedge in the relationship? Because then I feel like I have a responsibility to communicate in that relationship. Did I? Actually, I liked that process that you just went through because that is an emotionally mature process of recognizing, should I deal with a conflict or shouldn't I? Because if the conflict is only within you because there's a woundedness inside of you or triggers or... Mm -hmm. Because sometimes people have been so addicted to crisis, they would be spending their life confronting everybody Mm -hmm. because it isn't really an external problem. It's an internal problem. And so that's for me what I deal. I have to deal first with myself Mm -hmm. so that I know if it is the right thing to do to talk to Katie. I know that I have processed through, okay, is this something that can hinder our relationship that we need to talk about this if it's left unchecked? Or Melody, you're just being sensitive. You're being fearful because this has triggered something from the past. You just got to suck it up, go to <laughs> God, deal with it, let him touch you, heal you, con- you know, confront it on the inside of you. Because isn't it true? If there is someone who is addicted to crisis or addicted, they've had so much conflict in their life. They don't know how to live life without conflict yeah. that to have to talk to everybody that they (laughs) have a gap with, a conflict with, a misunderstanding with, you know, they didn't look at me right. Oh my gosh, it it could, like you said, it could cause a lot of damage. And um, if I'm one addicted to crisis, I will drive people away from me. So- uh, And that's what I was talking about in the beginning where someone just- 
just comes in like a wrecking ball. How yeah. We don't yeah. have to sing the song, but <laughs> you know, they, they, they are used to a chaotic environment right. and mm-hmm. maybe there's chaos inside. So they're, uh, manifesting that externally and they're used to that. I also think that there's the other side where maybe someone doesn't want, uh, maybe someone avoids conflict because they're just not very good at it, you know, or they make them, they make a bigger mess because when they do confront, it just makes it worse. So they just avoid it. So like, what are some things that can someone do? Like if they're avoiding it, maybe out of fear or they're avoiding it out of like, man, I just make a bigger mess. Like what are some things that someone can maybe be more aware of so that they can become, I don't know, more skilled at, uh, communicating when there is conflict? I mean, I think communication to me is just paramount when it comes to conflict. Um, because if we do avoid it and we do internalize it and we work through, um, like I sometimes I, like, I think I gaslight myself. <laughs> like I, mm. I work it down so much that I'm like, well, you're just, you're just making a big deal out of nothing. But then it comes up again. I'm like, well, it's still bothering me. Um, so I think just communication is just so, so important. And I think if, I think if we communicate quickly, um, and ask questions and have conversation, then I think that is a really big tool. Again, this is scary. Like it, conflict is scary because especially when we're dealing with another person, you're, you are taking a risk because you don't know how they're going to respond. Well, one of the dangers of running from conflict is you're going to keep people at arm's length Mm -hmm. because there are unresolved issues. So you have to protect yourself. So you keep people at a distance. I know that you, uh, when we were talking earlier, you said about choose your battles wisely, Mm -hmm. or you might've not said that. I just, I did. (laughs) Well, you, you said that, but I know I've been your son my whole (laughs) life and I've heard that before. (laughs) I wasn't sure if this was uh, a power thing or uh, we actually talked about it. So is a battle worth fighting? So what are some of the things that you guys weigh on whether I should confront this or, or I should just let it go? Like, what are some things like when you make that decision, should I come, should I uh, address this issue or should I just let it go? Like, is that battle worth fighting? What are some of the things that you guys weigh? I think for me, if it's a repeated, like if I recognize, say in a specific relationship, if I recognize that it's a pattern and Mm -hmm. it bothers me every time, Mm -hmm. then I think that to me is something that's worth addressing. I would also say, do they have the power to change it? Because Mm -hmm. if it's a simple behavior that they actually could just adjust if I communicated, then that is a great opportunity to work through like conflict in a healthy way. However, if, if, if you can just look at them, recognize their life, their history, their, um, their situation, and, and they actually don't have the power to do anything about it. Then I kind of have to say, yes, this is causing conflict in me, but I feel like if I brought that up, they don't have the power right now to do anything about it. And so to me, that might be one where I just kind of pull back and deal with it internally. Um, Yeah. That's because you're giving them the grace to grow. 
recognizing that you're not putting something on them that they don't have the, you know, spiritual, emotional maturity to even process through. Mm -hmm. And so you give people a lot of grace. And I guess it's because I've been in the ministry for all these years. Or Uh, or that you can recognize this could be more me than actually them. Yeah, you have to look. If if it's pushed a button inside of me, I got to deal with that button first. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I'm going to be spewing on them. I won't be, you know, in love crossing a bridge. Um, but I think it's very important if we ask ourselves if, okay, let's say I'm feeling conflict with you, Katie. If I do not talk to Katie, it will hinder our relationship. So because I love you so much, I value you so much, we partner together for so long, we have such a beautiful history of love and relationship, it would be wrong for me not to communicate that because when we, whether it's in me or in you or just you know, a clash for some, or a gap or whatever it is, I know you will work with me. Yeah. And you know, I will work with you. And we know we have trust already established. So when trust is already built, we can go back and forth across this bridge without fear. Mm -hmm. And we could say, hey, I just struggle with this. Or when you said this, we can be honest because there is no offense in our relationship. You know, I can do that with my husband. Uh, you know, you know, he maybe he's having a bad day. I said, whoa, 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 this is your wifey here, <laughs> you know, and you know, you don't talk that way to wifey. And he goes, oh yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Cause I know he'll receive that. We've got 46 years of marriage and <laughs> yeah. two years, so 48 years of building bridges that I can immediately say something that you know, I didn't appreciate him saying that to me. But so the more secure you you are in a relationship, yes, the freer you, can, you are to address. That's right. But if I know it's someone who is addicted to crisis, mm-hmm. you're going to tread lightly. I I'm going to be very careful in that communication, not because I'm afraid, but because I recognize they don't have the ability to trust or be trustworthy in what I'm presenting to them. And all it will do is increase their offense, their fear, their whatever. And and I just have to pray for them. And I, I love this scripture. It says, a gentle answer turns away wrath, but harsh words stir up anger. And so there's some times where I have to be brutally honest, and there's other times where I just have to have a soft answer. Mm-hmm. And so much depends on the recipient uh, of this. You know, through the years, people have done horrific things, maybe accidentally or on purpose, towards me. And I learned through the years, if I try to confront that, it's only going to get worse. So I have to say, bless their hearts. God, they're in your hands. This is not my responsibility to fix what's wrong inside of them. And I've learned through the years that if someone is extremely wounded, they have to have encounters with God. And if they're open, if they open up the door, I'll go through that door. Mm -hmm. But if they're a locked door, for me to try to knock down that door, to try to speak truth to them, it is an exercise in futility. And um, so... 
we have to look at one where we're at and make sure our heart's right. We always have power over our own soul, you know, over our own mind. So I have to look and deal with Melody first. Then secondly, I look at that person and say, do I have a bridge of relationship that I can speak to them? Mm -hmm. If I do, I always go there. If I don't, most of the time, I let it go. Unless they come and open the door. So the two things that you kind of are talking about, two things that you weigh, will this conversation make a difference? Oh, that said so good. Yes. (laughs) So I'm just wrapping it in a bow right now. And you put a bow on it. Will it make a difference? Will it bring positive change? And another thing that you talked about was, is this relationship worth fighting for? Because you said, if I don't address this situation, it's going to cause a gap. Mm -hmm. So we have to step back and look and look at the big picture. Is this relationship worth fighting for? Is this relationship worth going and being vulnerable Mm -hmm. and, and even maybe saying things that might make it feel uncomfortable? But is this relationship worth honest communication? Yes. I mean, do we have that bridge of relationship? So, Joel, you can you can say anything to me, even if you know it'll challenge me, because we have a bridge of relationship. And what's the most important thing to us is the relationship that we hold above all those other things. But if I don't have that with someone, I can't make something happen that isn't mutual. Mm-hmm. We we both have to want it. If somebody doesn't want it, I've tried through the years. And you know, it doesn't and mean- sometimes you don't know that until you actually yeah. have right. the conversation. And I do reach out and I do those things. And if they don't respond, then I have to let it go. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody's offended me. I know they're offended with me or they're gossiping about me or something like that. And I just send a nice little thing. Hey, I was thinking about you today. How, you know, how are you doing? Hey, if ever you want to get together, I'm available, right? And they go, I don't have any time. I go, okay. They're offended. I have no power to change them. I'll let it go. But that will cause a, that will cause a gap in relationship. Oh, the gap is already there. Yeah. But see, I didn't create the gap, yeah. even if they might think I did. And I'm willing to cross over. I give an invitation so that we can have it. But if they don't receive that invitation, I am powerless. And so, once again, my quote, if it's something I can't change, I have to choose peace and what I cannot change. Mm-hmm. And I have no power over another individual. And I've recognized in marketplace, ministry, family, whatever it is, I have to be able to look at that and say, uh, is this a two-way street? And uh, do I have power in this? Do I have authority? Do I have relationship uh, in this thing? There's things happening in our world. I have no power to change. So I just have to deal with maybe the fear inside of me. Mm -hmm. Because what's happening in my world right now, it just gave me this sick feeling in my stomach. But I can't, I can't cross that gap. I have no power. But if it's something I do have the ability to do something about it, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just, I love what you said, Joel. Do I have the ability to make a difference? 
you know, and, and I think that is really the key. If I don't, if, do I have the ability to help bring healing? Do I have the ability? I've repented for things that I never even did so that it could position someone to receive the truth that I carried. Mm-hmm. You know, position them so that they can receive healing. Um, you know, I'll really take the high road if I know I can make a difference in someone's life. But um, if they have up walls, if they have, you know, not boundaries around themselves, if there's no gate in, in their walls, I, I, I can't knock it down. Yeah. So, you know, this is such a diverse subject because there's 50 million trillion. Yeah, I'm having so many thoughts. <laughs> talking about that, this. You know, so many different kinds of conflict and probably everyone listening is thinking of the conflicts in their life mm-hmm. and they're as diverse as the people listening. So, Well, and going back to the question, it said, is it a big deal to avoid conflict? And I think that if your goal is to grow in intimacy in relationships, then it I think it is a very big deal. Yeah, that's because good. even as we were talking, um, if it's a if it's a relationship that you value, um, then it you have more of an inroad to communicate, to work through conflicts. Um, and if it's not, then you might not be able to work through these things. But that said, if your goal is closer relationships, then I think you do have to face that fear and you mm-hmm. do have to really learn how to do this really well um, because it addressing conflict or working through conflict in relationship, I think is one of the most powerful things we can do yes. because you defeat fear. You, um, you push past fear into perfect love. You know, perfect love casts out fear. So if you take that risk of pushing into love, then you're driving out fear and that yeah. is only going to bond a relationship further together. Isn't it true when you work through conflict, work through crisis, you're closer than you were before. Yeah. Because you both work through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I guess just going back to sometimes I might lean on, let's just squash this thing really right away. But I have this saying that communication is more, or uh, expression is more powerful than assumption. Yeah. And I just think, I just, I have to keep telling myself that, that if I can just communicate, ask questions really quickly, really neutrally, um, then, then I can avoid it even hitting a conflict. And I remember, I think it's Dan Fairley did this teaching and it really, really helped me years ago. But he talks about code books and how we all have different code books. And what that just simply means is that I see things through one grid, mm-hmm. you see things through a different grid and they don't always match up. And so if I can if I can just communicate to someone and say, and, and I've done this, you know, just say, um, you know, hey, I recognize that 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 is fine for you, and I think that that's great that that's fine for you. That is not fine for me, so I'm just letting you know. That's all it really has to be, and that can avoid it even from hitting a conflict. When I just express, say, hey, um, like this is a silly thing, and I'm not going to say the word, but my best friend says this one word and to her, it's totally fine. I hate this word. To me, it is a curse word. I hate it so much. And so I just said, hey, I recognize that for you, that's fine. I hate that word. Well, guess what? She knows I hate that word. She doesn't use the word around me. It can just be that simple. And that, and that is a really simple thing. But just the more we just express, say, hey, um, I don't love when you do that. 
I don't love this. I don't. And even if the behavior doesn't change, at least it's out in the open. <laughs> at least we can be real about it. Um, and I think it, that really helps things from building up inside of us to where it becomes this big, massive conflict that now we're afraid to address. I if, think it's good. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jeff. If you do conflict healthy, uh, in a healthy way, mm-hmm. um, it, it will embolden or it will strengthen the relationship. Mm-hmm. I was thinking that if you're always avoiding conflict, I, I think that could be a very selfish thing to do. Yeah. Because for one, if you're so afraid, well, that's a self, that's self-protection. That's mm-hmm. um, focusing on self. Mm-hmm. But also if you're like, well, I don't care about these relationships. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to do me. Well, that's very selfish too. Mm-hmm. So I think it is a big deal if if you're avoiding conflict to either protect self or to just do your own thing and mm-hmm. and not care how your behavior you know, affects the world around you. Yep. Yeah, actually, I had written down that um, the the three kind of sources of conflict that I could see were fear, um, just miscommunication or lack of communication, and selfishness. So I think we've talked through <laughs> all three of those. Uh, I think one thing, sometimes people live in crisis, whether it's gossip, whether it's offense or secondhand offense, you know, but there's things going on inside of them and they want to propagate that in their spheres of influence. Mm -hmm. And um, for me, if someone begins to speak something, I immediately, and you can look at all our podcasts on, on offense or those type of things, but I immediately say, I don't go there. So mm-hmm. it's like instantly I draw up a boundary so that I don't take and absorb someone else's conflict or someone else's offense onto myself. So basically, I am confronting conflict right there by just a simple statement of saying, hey, man, I don't go there. Which I think works when you're talking about like external conflicts, like we, we were saying earlier, I think when it comes to relational conflict, right. if somebody brings something up and you say, hey, I don't go there, well, then to me, I'm saying, well, then you just put a wedge in the relationship because you're not willing to push through and yeah, work through Because gossip conflict. is usually about somebody else, yeah. which is not my battle to fight. Right. Your secondhand offense is in yeah. my battle, unless they come because they want to work through to healing. Mm-hmm. But if they just want to propagate it, yeah. then we have to draw those boundaries. Yeah. So, oh my gosh, this is such a diverse topic. <laughs> it's probably, we could do the whole podcast yeah. on this. Uh, but there's so many different types of conflict that we just have to uh, recognize what are we dealing with and what is the godly, righteous, relationally healthy thing that we can do in any of those yeah. things. I think if you keep your heart in love, yes. I think if you face fear, if you recognize that this is that's what's keeping you from addressing some things, if you push back fear, um, you know, yep, you could still make some messes. But I think there's also some, the, the risk reward <laughs> um, can really work out for the positive. And I will say that silence avoidance, isolation does not make the conflict go away. No. Uh, It may bury it temporarily, but it'll rise again another day. And um, and like in my soul, I want to be free, Mm -hmm. you know, of of the past or of whatever it is. So as I was listening to you guys talk, uh, something kind of just jumped out 
jumped out at me. And I was thinking one of the dangers of avoiding conflict is I think you become an easily offendable person. Mm, yeah. Because what happens is, okay, I don't address it and I keep it all inside. And then all these things just start triggering you. Mm -hmm. And so you're always finding yourself in conflict because you're never addressing it. Mm -hmm. And then everything comes back at you. There it happened again. Mm -hmm. Rather than just stopping, what relationships in my life are worth fighting for and talking through these situations with these people? But if you just avoid it all the time, well, guess what? Life happens mm -hmm. and you're going to, and there's going to, even Jesus said, you're going to, you're going to have opportunity for mm -hmm. offense. Mm -hmm. And so if you always avoid conflict, um, I think you'll have a greater propensity to find offense in, yeah. in just anything. Mm -hmm. Really good. Yeah. You're taking it, stuffing it, putting mm -hmm. it down, you know, building up walls with some of the most valuable people in your life. And, um, and that just builds and it gets deeper and deeper and more and more fear. And, you know, and that honestly, when it's really all said and done, it even affects our relationship with the Lord. Because God, why do you always allow this to happen? And we begin to blame God. You know, why is everybody always picking on me, right? <laughs> you know, why do I always feel this? You know, what is wrong with me or what is wrong with them? And uh, it's, it's just not a healthy way to live. I'm such a, a cut and dry type of person. So let's answer this question. Is it okay to avoid conflict? Yes or no? <laughs> I would say, uh, yes, it can cause a lot of problems if that is your propensity to do that. Yeah. I do you guys agree with that? I think it's that, okay or? if you want it to be okay. For me, it's not okay. If you want it to be okay. Like if you want to live your life that way, then I mean, it's, you know, it's just not a heaven or hell decision. I think it's a quality of life decision. There you go. So, and then what was the other part? Is it such a big deal? To me, the answer to that is yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think it is a big deal because we all live it. It's very relevant to every person on the planet. And so it is something that we need wisdom and truth and a heart to have healthy relationships, to be healthy yeah. and to have healthy relationships. And I think it's a skill. I think it is a skill that we are bad at until we're good at it. That's good. And so I think you got to be okay with it, being bad at it in the beginning, practice on the little things, just communicating, working out. And you have to also have to recognize like most, the majority of people are not good at it. So for you, the first couple times you try this, it might not go great. You got to choose to keep pushing through it. Um, keep developing that skill. And I am very much speaking to myself. I am working on this presently. <laughs> like you said, you're, you're one that works on this. Like, are there any like resources that you know of that could help you, that you could direct people towards that could help them with this? Oh my... I mean, I mentioned Dan Fairley has a teaching called Brave Communication mm -hmm. that I really feel is a valuable resource. It's not the end all, um, but I think there's some really practical tools in there um, to help, you know, walking walking out being better at dealing with conflict. Yeah, that's good. I mean, I would just say um, go to Google and say <laughs> how to deal with conflict. Hit enter. I mean, you're you know using your I statements and, <laughs> <laughs> and just communicating um, in a non 
um, attacking, non-threatening way, just communicating it as fact, doing it not when you're in the heat of emotion. Uh, I also have given this tip, especially like with couples. Um, if you have been working up the courage to confront in an area, maybe don't wait until the Super Bowl game is on. Like, <laughs> you know, maybe don't wait until the person. Maybe is... that's your plan. <laughs> your plan is let's talk about this now. Oh God, I don't think that's going to help you. Um, so I think you know, schedule, make times. Now we've talked about we hate it when people say, "Hey, um, can I talk to you later?" And then mm-hmm. it just looms. So I think. Uh, just just plan it out. Say, I don't know, you know, after dinner, can I talk to you? Something like that. Just keep it simple and then and make the time for it. If you don't ever make the time for it, you're probably just going to keep putting it off. And I, for me personally, when I was really consumed in shame, you know, having a false identity, not seeing my value, my worth, I'm not good enough, I'll never amount to anything. When that was a part, and here I am, saved, filled with the Holy Spirit, pastoring, parenting, being a wife, all those things. When I believed all those lies about myself, it was almost literally impossible for me to do conflict well. Mm-hmm. Now, for me, I turned it all inward, and I just assumed that being uh, being someone being offended with me or things going wrong was just all my fault, so it just reinforced my shame. But the more healed I became, the more I was able to deal with conflict in a healthy way Mm -hmm. because I was able to deal with myself, know my heart was right, and I was able to have mercy and compassion even on that other person because I know what it's like to be in that place. So even in crossing the divide, as it were, I did it in mercy. Mm -hmm. And so in love and mercy, I was able to work through conflict, even if someone else had woundedness, Mm -hmm. because there was this compassion inside of me. So I recognized there was a conflict, but it wasn't a mountain before me. It was just something that was hindering, you know, this beautiful relationship we could have. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't just doing it for me to work through for me, because... There, there was a reality of my value. And then I was able to look at others with the value they held. So in the process of dealing with the conflict, it was just so much healthier. Mm-hmm. You know, the fear was dismantled because my shame was dismantled. So I think we, in all of this, it's working with ourselves, it's seeing the value of the other person, and this relationship really is worth Mm -hmm. fighting for. So much of our attention has been on, if you're offended with something, how do you address it? Kind of like that type of conflict. But I think as you become more healthy, as you become more aware of your surroundings or even Mm self-awareness, you can also recognize, hey, when I did that, I think I hurt them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think very aware I think when I did that 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 has a potential of of causing a wedge in our relationship. Mm-hmm. So I I know that so much of this podcast has been on like if you're dealing with something how do you resolve that but I think as healthy individuals mm-hmm. ones that care about our 
a relationship that you're in, you also have to get to a point where you can say, hey, listen, I was wrong in this. I communicated in a certain way that wasn't beneficial to the relationship. And being and having that type of conflict of where you go and say, hey, listen, when I did this, I was wrong or I didn't feel like I communicated this well enough. And some of them like, oh, I didn't even realize you did that. And for some people, it's like, yeah, that did hurt me. And when you work through that, it's going to even bring mm-hmm. the relationship even closer. So I think it's important to to recognize when you're wrong or when you make a mistake, it's beneficial to, I mean, it's it's a little less threatening when you come and talk with someone with a, a humble spirit and say, listen, I was wrong, right? It's not as threatening of saying, hey, when you did this, this hurt me. So uh, good. But I think this aspect of it is just as important to say, listen, I was aware when I did this. You might have not said anything, but I felt like, wow, this was an opportunity for division in this relationship. Can we make this right? Um, can we talk about this? Can we work through this? Mm-hmm. That is so good. I think it's, we got to be instant forgivers and instant repenters. So the moment we have that conviction. I guess it depends on what that is. Yeah, like if I know or I feel. Like if I get hit by a car, I'm not going to be like, as I'm falling to the ground, I (laughs) No, 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 no. We're talking about relational conflict here. Well, I'm just saying, well, it can feel like you get hit by a car in some relationships. I'm, I'm just saying... Sometimes you have to work through beef. Yes. Like you can't, I understand. I totally get what you're saying. I'm just saying, I don't, I think sometimes you have to work through things or like surrender it, your, your feelings and your thoughts to Lord before you can actually truly release someone or forgive someone. But see, that was your, your instant response, right? Lord, Lord, I got to go to you. Yeah. So instead of just dwelling and living and rehearsing over and over and over the negative, Mm -hmm. we're digging a deeper hole for ourselves. Mm -hmm. But if we instantly say, God, I submit this to you. God, I ask for your help. I ask for your grace. And honestly, I think you can instantly forgive because forgiveness is a choice. It doesn't mean you don't have to still work through the emotions and the feelings and gain the truth and talk to the Lord about it. But I'm going into this conversation with the Lord uh, with a choice that I'm going to forgive because I recognize if I don't forgive, it's going to destroy me. Now, when I say that, I'm not saying don't forgive. Right. I'm just saying if you get hit with get hit with a sledgehammer <laughs> mm-hmm. or someone bumps into you, there are a little different. Yeah. Right. So I, I'm just saying each, each circumstance might require a little different. Right. Yeah. You know. And then, but with that, what you were talking about is being very quick to repent when you know, you know, Mm -hmm. I I know when I said or did that, you know, I felt like that hurt you or I just didn't feel that was the right thing. Well, that Mm -hmm. didn't bother me. Yeah. But I know in my own heart, the way I responded wasn't, wasn't righteous. No, I wasn't expecting that our first question would go this long. (laughs) So we'll probably, this will just be the only question for this podcast, but I think, you kind of brought it up in 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 some of the things that you were saying. You were talking about like if you don't deal with that shame or you don't deal with that fear in your life, how this will really affect how you interact with those around you. So we actually have a course that's coming up, yeah, right. And so, can you talk a little bit about that? It's an online course. 
Yeah, it's a six weeks interactive mentorship uh, that's starting the beginning of October and, you know, we're receiving uh, registrations now, but uh, it really, it's not just teaching, it's not just information, it is what I lived. It's what controlled my life for the first 37 years of my life, uh, a shame that could not see the value in myself. I had such a false identity and just been driven by fear. You know, everything I did that was good or not good was all sourced from that fear and I didn't know how to shake it. Mm -hmm. And I really learned that it was a real spiritual dynamic. It wasn't, it affected me emotionally, but it went so much deeper deeper into a spirit of fear, a spirit of shame that began way back in the garden, uh, that when they sinned, immediately they felt the shame and they were afraid. So they hid themselves from a father who loved them so much. And so many of us are hiding from God and hiding from healthy relationships and, and all the good things that God has for us because we can't see our own worth and we're just so driven by fear. But there is a solution. And when we understand the fruits of shame, when we understand what that looks like and then receive the truth, now we have some weapons to combat this and really discover our true identity. Mm -hmm. And so it's real, my heart's desire is to invest into people because I've been there and I want to see people free from, from this shame. So I'd love people to be a part of that mentorship. Yeah. So again, it's a six week mentorship. It's all online. So you can participate anywhere in the world. Um, it starts on Monday, October 3rd, um, but you'll want to register as soon as possible to um, get your spot and get all set up. Um, and if you would like more information on that, you can go to givinglight.org slash classes. And this course is called Double Honor Uprooting Shame in Your Life. All right. Well, we clearly did not think that that question was going to take us the whole way through the episode. Uh, so we'll save our other questions for later. Um, but I hope you guys got something out of that as we discussed conflict. Um, we'll see if you guys uh, all email us next week with your war stories. <laughs> but, <laughs> but we wish you the best. And um, um yeah, just p peace for your soul. Um, I think it just, if you recognize that you're not, if you're not um, addressing conflict because of fear, um, I just think take that to the Lord and say, okay, you know, is this time for me to push through some of these fears and then just ask for wisdom? Um, don't just go blow up every relationship you have. Um, I think be thoughtful, be prayerful, um, get counsel, get um, get tools and um and, you know, go forth in relationships and, and try to attack that fear because I, I really think it is worth it to get into intimacy when we can uh, work through in relationships. So, uh, all right, well, we're going to wrap up today's episode and we will see you next week. Thanks for listening to Life Exchange. We'll be back next week with more conversation on topics of life and leadership. Until next time, be sure to check out our website at givinglight.org, where you can learn more about our church and access loads of resources to help you grow in your walk with God and people. If you like what you heard today, we'd be grateful if you would leave a five-star review and share with your friends. Be blessed. Remember to shine your light and have a great week. Thank you.